Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Melanie Copeland and I talk about how E is for everything reality competition. In this episode, Melanie and I chatted about how much we love joy from the mole, the hilarity of meditating during the amazing race, and the survivor queen who stays queen, Sandra. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod, that's at omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you are obsessed with. Also, feel free to give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. It's always appreciated. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hi, Melanie. How you doing? Hi. Hi. I'm doing great. I'm alive, so that's always, you know, great. And I'm here talking to you, so that's always great as well. I know. It's 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 um kind of a change in weather here in LA where I feel like we're entering our cozy, cozy little weather moment. So it's nice. I feel like we're at like a fireside chat right now, which is really nice. I know with our sweater vests. I know very. I know for anyone that sees clips on TikTok, we're we're accidentally wearing matching sweater vests. Um, yours is from Target, mine is from Ross. So we are truly embracing our LA fantasies. Exactly. You know, we're a budget budget queens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about everything reality competition shows, which I know you are an expert about. Uh, but before we dive in, I always like to ask my guests um, how we know each other. Um, do you remember when we first met? I'm going to be honest. I don't. I know. I was trying to think this too. Yeah. So I just knew so much about you because Giovanni was always talking about you. But I can't remember like the exact moment that I met you because I probably by the time I met you, I just felt like I knew so much. Like I just knew you. We were like best yeah, friends already. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, so you know my boyfriend Giovanni because you two worked on a project together, like a television show together? Yeah, we did DragCon together. Uh, that was yes. the first time I met Giovanni, but also people had talked about Giovanni for so long that I felt like I knew Giovanni by the time that I actually worked with Giovanni. And then he talked about you, so then I felt like I knew you, so it's just always just like seamless together. Yeah. You always know about everyone, Melanie. That, that That's your gift. You know about everyone's business. <laughs> you know, I, I will take that because that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we came to drop keys off at your place one time and we were trying to be super COVID safe because um, you and both of us are very COVID cautious, which is great. But then I remember one t- the the first time we hung out, it was you came over and we played some board games, and one of the board games had involved us lying about whether we were like a wizard or a warlock or something. And I just remember having the funniest time of us trying to convince each other that we weren't murdering someone else. Right? That was it. Right? Yes. One Night Werewolf is like my absolute favorite, one of my favorite board, um, court card board games to play because it's like a strategy lying mm-hmm. game and it's such a quick game. It takes probably about like 10 minutes tops mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, we're just, we got to kill somebody. We got to kill the werewolf and we don't know who's lying and who's telling mm-hmm. the truth. No. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot about that. That was so much fun. Got to have you guys over so we could play again. Yes, exactly. And so speaking of games, so we know you love a game. You love a game. 
And um, so that's why I knew you would be perfect for this um, this podcast episode. So we're talking about everything reality competition, um, which you are a bit of an expert on. You even had a bit of a podcast about the current season of Big Brother, which we will talk about. Um, but have you always loved reality competition shows? Like, do you remember what your like first introduction to it was? I would say that I have always loved reality competition shows. My first ever love for reality TV was the real world. I like dreamed and mm-hmm. dreamed and dreamed of being on the real world. And mm-hmm. that became the challenge basically, right? Like, cause people did like yeah. role rules, real world. And then they, they turned it into the challenge. So like growing mm-hmm. up, I watched so much of the challenge and I like dreamed of like being on there or like at least doing the stuff. And I'm such a scaredy cat. Like I'm afraid of heights and stuff like that. <laughs> but I was just like, I know, like I could, I could do these things. It just looks so cool and different to do. Cause like, when are you ever going to be like in a different country, like jumping off a building? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of my introduction into reality competition. Yeah. Yeah. I think my introduction I think it was like more like talent shows. I think for me it was like Star Search American Idol mm-hmm. of like America Votes situation and sort of like in that like real time talent. But then my first introduction to like editing reality like kind of trashier competition was America's Next Top Model, which is like pretty people competing to be the prettiest of the people. And, um, which I thought was just like everything that I ever wanted. No, oh my God, I forgot. I used to sit by the TV. That's probably like one of the first shows. Like I was like every Wednesday or whenever it came on, I was like by the TV Mm -hmm. watching America's Next Top Model. Like from the first season, I remember Adrian winning Mm -hmm. that first season of America's Next Top Model. I mean, my favorite episodes, of course, are when they like cut the people's hair. Oh, the makeovers? Yes, they get kicked off the next (laughs) episode after they like cut their hair they cried about. Tyra was a menace. (laughs) Yeah, she really was bold in there of shaving off a girl's hair, bleaching her eyebrows, and then literally being like, why are you sad? You don't deserve to be here. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Tyra, you cut my hair. Of course I'm sad. Yeah, you cut my hair without me knowing you were going to cut my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny because they're always like, "Um, this is what happens in the real fashion world. And growing up, I thought that's what happened. Having uh, me having existed in the fashion world for like the past like 10 years. Nah, that is not how it happens at all. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I think I still think that that's how it happened. I mean, I used to want a model because of America's Next Top Model and I'm, I'm like 5'3", so really <laughs> was never going to do it because even their like short season was like, you had to be like 5'5", five, five, I think was the shortest you could yeah. be. It was like, okay, Melanie. Yeah. The, the the tallest girl of that short season is the one who won. Her name is Nicole Fox, and she was the cutoff. The tallest you could be was five eight, and she was five eight. Which I'm like, all right, you kind of missed the boat on that one. But but it's, since since America's Next Top Model, it was like yeah, more of like these talent shows that I was watching, like your Project Runways. Like I got into Top Chef for a little bit, but then Giovanni got me really interested during the pandemic because obviously you're sitting around watching watching anything that you'll watch, he got me addicted to Survivor, which I delve so far into. I think that when I was watching during the pandemic, they were coming up on 40 seasons because the 40 seasons was like the winner's seasons. 
And I think we watched like 20 of them in like the, a matter of like three months or something. And then I just became addicted to um, kind of these like reality competition shows. I would say, so I've always watched like America's Next Top Model. And I also did like, my dad used to make me watch The Voice. I never was really into American Idol though, but I definitely during the pandemic got into Survivor or An Amazing mm-hmm. Race. That's like oh, yeah. where I like really was into like the CBS ones. Cause mm-hmm. now I also watch Big Brother. Oh yeah. But like before that, I was really into like dating competition shows. I don't know. Like I really loved like, are you the one? I used to mm-hmm. watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelors in Paradise. Something about people dating and what they'll do for love and for money always interested me because it's mm-hmm. like kind of like funny. But yeah, during the pandemic, I definitely got really into Survivor, The Amazing Race, Big Brother. They are like to me top tier mm-hmm. <laughs> competition oh, yeah. shows just to really see like how you'll push yourself. Mm-hmm. I've also watched about 20 seasons now and like the three, two years that it's been on television. But yeah, no, Survivor is on its 43rd season right now, 43 seasons. And they do two seasons a year. So that's like 20 years, which is like amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. And um, to me, Jeff Probst, the host, he looks like he's been 40, like 40 pushing 50 for all 43 seasons. I think it's like the amount of time he spends in the sun. And in the most recent seasons, I'm like, boy, you need a haircut. He needs to get it together in my mind. You think so? I think so. I like his hair. You like hair. the long hair? I like it. All right. I mean, he us- I do like the long hair. I mean, he usually wears a hat. Yeah, that's so true. you never really even get to see his hair too often. That's true. Gotta, you know, you gotta block the sun rays from his beautiful skin. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Any coverage is good coverage. Exactly. <laughs> so, with with Survivor in particular, do you? So, for people that don't know, Survivor is obviously um, you're stuck on an island. You're competing with challenges. That's like kind of the basics of it. You're to stay there the longest. But the real crux of it is that as you vote people off, you have to remember that the people you vote off will ultimately decide if you win. Because at the end, if after you get to a certain point, you get to vote on who the winner is from a top three. And uh, obviously the top three have sent you home. So it's kind of this whole strategy of how to navigate the game because the top three gets to plead their case. And you uh, can go a myriad of different routes of being like a beast in these challenges, doing a strong social game to um, like uh, being real cunning and real like cutthroat as a sign of like respect. What would you do in like your survivor roadmap? And do you think you would be good at it? Oh, that's always so hard, right? Because the one thing about survivor is like, you don't know who you're going to be on the island with, right? So it's like that. Mm hmm. It's a little bit of like luck, I guess, in a way, because it's who also is casted on the show with you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I had to pick anything, I think I'm trying to think. I, I think I would be much more of like a social person than like a strategic person mm-hmm. in any way. <laughs> like, yeah, I would want to like some of my favorites are like Sari, who is really like, but she was social and strategic. <gasps> Michelle mm-hmm. Fitzgerald was a very social person, though people don't mm-hmm. technically like her win that she had and stuff like that. But I think mm-hmm. to get through the game and not 
like ever be voted out twice in both seasons that she's played mm-hmm. or got get any votes really yeah. in both seasons that she's played. I think you have to, people have to like you for like in a way. And, and that's like, to me, the biggest mm-hmm. thing, if people don't like you, then you won't get to the end and they won't vote you to win a million dollars. So would I be good at it? Yeah. Yeah. Would you be good at it? I'd like to think I would be right. You always have to have a mm-hmm. bit of confidence in yourself, but yeah, I probably would mess up because I would want to go out there and like, have fun as well as besides mm-hmm. just like win a million dollars. I think with the idea about a million dollars in your mind, mm-hmm. people play a little scared and they're like worried, but like you, you never know if you'll get, ever get this chance again, like in any yeah. of the competition shows that you play besides the challenge where they just literally, if you don't get voted out first, they'll bring you back. Mm-hmm. But any other show, you don't know if you'll get brought back. So I think I would just want to go out there and have fun is the biggest thing. Cause like, it would be like a dream come true, right? <laughs> yeah. Giovanni and I always talk about how you would be really fun on the show because you are really good at reading people, but your your facial reactions um, give everything away of like, I could see you given some side eye, some cuts to camera, and um, yes. I feel like your confessionals would just be giving all the truth all the tea all the time truly sometimes i like literally think i'm like jim in the office i'm like (laughs) just like okay (laughs) and i do throw a little shade i mean and sometimes i throw it and i don't even know i'm throwing it but Mm -hmm. i'm like oh okay but usually people are receptive to it (laughs) yeah 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 i I think you would be amazing on it um so you were talking about how you don't know who you're going to be like cast with on survivor and I feel like they don't do this any much anymore. But what I loved about Survivor was like these theme seasons of like blood mm-hmm. versus water where you like go in with a family member or someone you're in a relationship with and you're split up and you have to see how people react to that. There was a men versus women season, which I thought was amazing. There was um, millennials versus Gen Z Um heroes versus villains which was kind of like an all-stars of your quote-unquote villains and then your um your nice hero-y people um do you have like a favorite like theme of a season that you remember seeing Ooh, okay so i'm gonna say my favorite theme is gonna be my favorite season like Mm because Kagiyan um, is my favorite season mm-hmm. of Survivor. And that theme was beauty versus brains versus brawn. Yeah. And that one was really fun, especially because I thought the brain tribe would do so much better. And they were losing like every <laughs> single challenge and voting mm-hmm. people out. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I did like blood versus water, but I would probably never want to go on a blood versus mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. season because – your fate is tied also to who you go out there with. You've seen like they've you've seen it on a lot of people. Like Kelly Wentworth, I think would have done much better like on Agreed. Blood versus Water. But like she was out there with her dad, and he like held her back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But those, I'd probably say those two are my top favorite themes that they've done. And I mean, they must be a good theme because they've done them twice. You know what I mean? They've yeah. done Blood versus Water twice, and they've done Beauty versus Brawn versus Brain twice. So yeah, I loved Blood versus Water. It was my first one I saw. And it was Natalie's season. And I fell so in love with the way Natalie played the game. Um, and I think what was what worked for her the best was that her sister, her twin sister, who she came on the show with, was the first one voted off. And so she was able to kind of navigate as like a solo agent, which I guess kind of ish defeats the purpose of blood versus water. 
But oh boy, was she a beast in that season and in the all winter season as well. I loved her. Um, I, she, I think she's definitely my favorite, possibly because she, that was the first season I saw. I mean, the first, I always feel like, because Kageyama was my first season, the first mm-hmm. season of Survivor that you watched, I think sometimes will become your favorite season because it's like, what is this that I'm watching? Like, mm-hmm. this is so cool. You just like fall in love with it and you can never get that feeling back. Sometimes I wish like I could like watch Kageyama again without knowing what happens and it just like, you just get that feeling. It just is so great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I love that. So so you mentioned you mentioned a couple of your favorite players. Do you have like uh, any other favorite players that you really like? Oh, I have so many favorite players. I love Tyson. He also won like a Blood versus Water season, mm-hmm. and he also his wife was one of the first people to like get voted out. So mm-hmm. I yeah, guess yeah. in Blood versus Water, you want your person to go very early. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Sari. I love Bryce. I love Wendell, Tasha, Desi, like literally for anybody who's black and who's played these games. I love you. Mm-hmm. You're one of my favorite people to play. You always entertain me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Nayanka. Like, oh my God, that was so fun when she like stole Fabio's socks. I'm trying to like <laughs> yeah. think of. What do you think of Sandra? I love Sandra. I love, love, love Sandra. She was one of the first people, like second people I've ever watched. Cause I think Heroes versus Villains, I watched that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has the most iconic line of Survivor, like, right? Anybody but me. Yep. I'll yep. vote anybody yep. but me. That's, <laughs> that's the line yeah. that like keeps, continues to give. Mm-hmm. And, and who is she saying? Oh, to Russell, right? Of, uh, you're like, what do you say? He says, like, you're either for me or against me. And she just flat out says, I'm against you, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's iconic. The fact that she won twice, like, full on won a million dollars twice. And then in the all winners season, like the winners at war, she was not the first one voted out. She, like, made it. Uh, I don't think she made it super far, but she made it farther than she should have after winning twice. Um, just shows that she is a social beast. And apparently she's on an Australian Blood versus Water Survivor season, which I am so excited yes. to watch. Yeah, she actually like retired from American Survivor. And then I think when they did were doing a Blood versus Water season in Australia, she did it so that her daughter can kind of like get into the the show. But Sandra is Yes, Queen stays queen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I love Sandra. I could not believe that even, like, because I think she did, besides just um, Heroes versus Villains, where she won the second time, I say, like, completely deserved to win that mm-hmm. season of Heroes versus villains she tried so hard to help the heroes win like she was like i don't even care Mm -hmm. about winning i just don't like russell you guys can take it i'm Mm -hmm. trying to throw the villains like under the bus Mm -hmm. and the heroes were not trying to work with her they were just like no like we think we know better and she's like okay like i'm here like (laughs) trying to help you win because russell gets on my last nerve and i just don't want it anymore Yeah, she she, she she really plays her own game, which I love. I love that. She played that. And then Game Changer, she played too, right? And then she's never the first person voted out. But also in Winners at War, Tony wasn't the first person voted out either. And it's yeah. honestly so crazy how like, oh, but he had already, he didn't win that second season. Sorry, I'm just... I'm just so excited. But, but, but yeah, so. he had played the game a lot. He had played the game a lot. So it's, but it's, it's kind of crazy. I feel like it's the social game that gets you farther than people think you're going to get. 
Yes. That is 100% true. Because people, you're stuck on an island with someone, whether mm-hmm. it's the 39 day or the 26th day that they're doing now, uh, all 24-7 amount of the time, people are going to get on your nerves. And you're mm-hmm. going to want to be around the person that gets on your nerves the least. Even exactly. if people are playing a logical game, mm-hmm. if someone's getting on your nerves, you're just going to want them to you'll find a logical reason to vote them out. You'll be like, they're just against me. I got to get them out. (laughs) Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and kind of in that same realm, so Survivor is obviously on an island. Um, I know you're a big Big Brother person. Um, I have only gotten into – I only got into that one season, I think it was two seasons ago, with uh, the cookout for Big Brother. Um, Giovanni and I had never been a big Big Brother um, household, but we were so excited about, like, this change in the Big Brother um, Big Brother game. Um, can you kind of give a breakdown of Big Brother and like what what it's all about and why you like it? Okay, yeah. So Big Brother is, I would say, it's like so they get like sixteen to eighteen people still go into the home. Um, then someone wins the play competitions in order for someone to win HOH, which is head of household. Mm-hmm. The head of household kind of runs the house in a way, but they get the power of being able to vote put up two people for elimination and then the rest of the house kind of votes on who will get eliminated out of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like big brother because one is like the competitions are kind of like more silly Mm -hmm. than survivor. Like you're kind of just stuck in this house and the social aspect of big brother is so important, which is like kind of what this current season, the most recent season of big brother changed because usually people would heavily put more weight on the competitions and winning and becoming head of household and winning the vetoes. Mm -hmm. So you could also win veto, which means that if you win veto, you could either take someone down or take yourself off the block, which is what they call like the elimination. You put just there on the block. You could win the veto. So that was like very heavily like something that people did. And then this most recent season, like the winner was on the block so many times and her social game was just so amazing that it kind of now is like big brother people will see that the social aspect of the Mm -hmm. game is just as important as the physical competition which is kind of like what survivor is like the social aspect is already seen as a very important part but i guess because the survivor everybody's up for elimination besides just the one person who has immunity Mm -hmm. and on big brother only two people are up for elimination Mm -hmm. and you can have a chance to get yourself down off with the competition or you just have to have a social aspect and sometimes this thing in big brother people always say is like oh i want to vote with the house and it's like why why do you want to vote with the house just like be your own person and vote how you want to vote and try to save your allies but i love big brother because it's i just love competition shows Mm -hmm. and it's it's different. I do like the aspect, just like Survivor, how the jury, whoever makes it halfway point into the jury, have to vote for you to win the money, mm-hmm. which I think is like a very 
interesting thing to add to a competition show because it makes you more conscious on how you treat people, how you vote the people out, what you're saying to them, the connections you're making with them. Because people are usually upset about a bitter jury, but I think a bitter jury is just part of the game. If you have people who are bitter against you, then you're not playing a good social game and you don't deserve to win the million dollars because the people are upset. And that's part of the game is making sure that people aren't upset with you when they leave so that they want to see you win the money. Yeah. And obviously I haven't watched this recent season, but um, when Taylor, right, Taylor won, um, TikTok blew up because it was a whole thing of uh, America loved her because also with Big Brother, everything is live streamed and it's kind it's in real time whereas Survivor is obviously like um, uh, uh, recorded earlier so but the people in the house don't know how America is responding so the discourse on TikTok that I saw was that everyone loved Taylor um, and then the whole house was kind of against her and really didn't like her um, which I thought was such like an interesting dynamic like what do you think of that? Yeah it was wild so I am a Taylor stan through and through, like absolutely loved her. But it's so funny to think because the first couple of weeks that she was in the house, like the house just turned against her because she was like a pageant girl. But sometimes I wonder, like, had the house, had the house guests in like in Big Brother not turned against her and been so mean and nasty and like racist and sexist to her would she be as loved as she is like of course she would be loved because i think she's just like a wonderful person Mm -hmm. but i do feel like a lot of the like and she deserved to win the game because she played a best strategic game i just want to get that out there too but (laughs) a lot of people like turning towards like being like absolutely in love with her is because the other people we could not understand why so many people were saying how how mean and terrible she was and we're like we're not seeing it on the live streams Mm -hmm. she seems so wonderful she hasn't said these things that you guys are saying that that she said it and it's it's so interesting like that live aspect of big brother because it takes away their like the house guests when they come out and they're like you don't see everything but we do see everything Mm -hmm. we were allowed to log online and we see what's happening we see those talks you guys have like yeah they cut away from some things that they want to put in the episode but for the most part we do see it all they have that house is rigged with cameras mm-hmm. so it's it adds a, a different layer because i feel like in big brother you're just more exposed mm-hmm. like literally yeah literally like <laughs> everything you do is filmed so mm-hmm. it's hard to be like you guys don't understand my game unless you're just sitting and not talking to the cameras or like doing anything, then that's the only way we wouldn't understand your game. But if we hear you talking to people and doing things, then we can, we understand a little bit, but I wouldn't say that because you see the people 24 seven on big brother that you a hundred percent know them because it's still them in a game, right? them knowing that the cameras are on them. So you would hope that they'd, be a little bit better some people aren't but people are still people and yeah you see what we see what we see you know <laughs> yeah i think i would do terrible on that show um just because of i would get so paranoid with everything and i look terrible waking up first thing in the morning um and it would just not be it would it would not be a pretty situation i don't think um I, I I don't need to I don't need all of America to see me uh, picking my nose and d- doing all that stuff. I think 
I, I, I would, it's like living in a glass house and I don't think I would do very well in that. I don't, I always talk about how I would do on Big Brother. I think I would be nervous. I probably, I always laugh at my friend and I tell her, um, if I went on Big Brother, I'd like look at the cameras right away, like <laughs> while they're filming, I'll be like, I'm going to pick my nose. I'm going to pick my wedgies. Like that's just me <laughs> normally in the house. Like <laughs> don't be alarmed by it because. Mm-hmm. It is, you do kind of go back to your normal ways because I think you forget that the cameras are there sometimes, but it would be hard to do Big Brother, I think, more than Survivor, which is kind of crazy because in Survivor, you're like- Trying to survive. Starving. Yeah, but I don't know. Something about Survivor is like just more like fun to do, Mm -hmm. just this idea, but the cameras constantly being on you is like kind of a like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because you can't even like sing. <gasps> yeah. Or like go outside. Mm-hmm. At least on Survivor, you could take a walk. <laughs> yeah. I mean? Well, but not for too long. Otherwise, you're suspicious of doing something. True. But then you could like talk and smooth that over. Yeah. And Big Brother, like, That's there's true. nowhere to hide. You're like, when they're building the stuff in the backyard, you can't go anywhere. You are in that house. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. No I- privacy. And no privacy, no, like, magazines, no, like, music to listen to. I remember during the pandemic, a lot of people from from America's Next Top Model were, like, kind of exposing the show and talking about their experience. And one of the girls, I believe it was AJ from Cycle 7, um, Carrie D's season, um, was uh, – it, it, was, it came out that when she didn't want – them to record something she would just sing a song that um the cw wouldn't pay um the licensing for so they couldn't air it so i think that's kind of a genius way obviously you'll get into huge trouble with like the network but if like you're trying to talk about something really private just like sing the beatles or like sing like a beyonce song um you'll get reprimanded for it but it's kind of a really interesting way to con the system but who they are strict in there Yes, they are. They like have a little voice over the like speaker. Be like, stop singing. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, me. God, I was on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I-, I would have that issue. Like, you can't even sing in the shower. I love singing in the shower. Ugh. You could sing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. The shower would be the hardest part for me. The bathroom, sharing that bathroom with all those people. Yeah. And then they're just like a little like slither of like curtain to like yeah. stop you from. Yeah, I, I know in other reality shows, you can't, if you're in the bathroom by yourself, the camera crew can't come in. But if you're with someone else in the bathroom, then they're allowed to maybe come in or they're at least allowed to like take your recording. In Big Brother, it is, you can see everything. Oh my God. Yeah, I think maybe the toilet doesn't have a camera, mm-hmm, but it just yeah. like has a door that closes, and then but the shower you can see. I mean, you don't see everything. But you don't see everything. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. But you see them basically, and people talk to people on there in the shower. That would kind of annoy me. I'd be like, I'm trying to. This is my one <laughs> place to shower, and you want to chat about strategy, yeah. and I'm trying to wash my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lather, <laughs> rinse, and repeat here. This is not strategy time. <laughs> it's me time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, gosh, now I got to think about this. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like sing the song in my head while I'm showering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Um, and so um, one last thing I want to bring up about Big Brother is, so like you were mm-hmm. saying the strategy of, or, or the, the structure of the show is that you have like two people on the chopping block. 
Um, and this is where kind of the genius of this cookout strategy came in. Do you want to briefly uh, talk about that? Yeah. So the cookout, Tiffany, the great queen Love that her. she is, the great black queen that she is with her genius mind, genius, genius mind. Wish I could be like that. Um, came up with the like the two people strategy, right? So all the black people or people of color were going to group together in the cookout and they were going to have like someone outside of their alliance who they were really close with kind of be like their shield. So mm-hmm. whenever they needed to go up on the block, they would go up on the block with this secondary person instead of the actual people in their alliance because they didn't really hang out and talk. Mm-hmm. So each person had like a shield or a person that would protect them and they always had enough votes to vote that person to stay and the other person out. So it, it was just a masterful mm-hmm. plan and strategy. And it's always so crazy too, that the cookout worked out because sometimes I laugh and joke, like now that you see them outside, they're like all friendly and stuff, but in the house, I really did not think that they liked each other. They were always <laughs> arguing. It's probably also why nobody thought they were in an alliance. Yeah. <laughs> Cause most of the time you're in an alliance with the people you hang out with, you get along with the most, but mm-hmm. they never saw eye to eye, but they made it through to top six, which is I think the first time that an alliance made it all the way, like every single member made it to mm-hmm. the top six. Because usually they cave and they're like, okay, I got to flip on these people before they flip on me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was really like a revolutionary thing because um, I know, I think Big Brother in particular had a real issue with diversity at the top and like especially in the winners and who made it to the top three right and so they really band together and um was all about getting that representation up there when they they triumphantly succeeded and it was an an amazing uh wonderfully strategic way of doing that yeah so actually yeah so big brother and survivor i believe um and maybe um i don't know if amazing race but they've had like a lot not a lot of um diversity on the shows and Though Survivor has had more black people win than Big Brother, Big Brother up until the cookout one season 23, never had any black person win the Mm -hmm. game ever. Um, It was actually a diversity campaign by a couple of survivors and a few people from Big Brother came together and talked to CBS about their experience of lack of people that look like them playing the game with them because it does put people of color or even people of any diverse like thing, like, cause even like there's never meant that many like LGBTQ people that mm-hmm. play. And so yeah. blacks and LGBTQ are oftentimes the first people to get put on the block or up for elimination or get voted out because there's not a lot of people that I always like <laughs> on my, my other podcast, me and uh, Ryan, we would always joke like, they're always under the guise of they don't fit in, you know, it's like, what is, what does that really mean? Like, how, how don't I fit in? Like, have you ever tried to like, talk to me about anything? Like I like Harry Potter, just like everybody else. So as far as I know, I fit in mm-hmm. just well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually can find something to fit in with everybody about, but it's the idea like, oh, because I just get along better with someone that looks like me. It does put or has the same experience as me, it does put people of diverse backgrounds and things at a disadvantage because it's only me. Like if I'm out there, it's only me and nobody else. Then I'm like, okay, I got to like either make some stuff up or really show them like, Hey, I can really like 
blend in with you. Yeah, I, I, I would. I think what I would struggle with on Survivor, particularly, is not having like a, a massive group of queer people with like similar experiences. Um, and yeah, I, I, I would. I would really struggle with that. So I am happy that they have. Um, because now it's what at least fifty percent of the cast has to have has to be a person of color. Right, I think that, that that's where we're at right now. Yes, I think I believe so, but I also think that it's not only just people of color. I think they like announced it as they have to like have fifty percent people of color, but I do think that they've also been better about making sure that they have like LGBTQ people yeah. because I know mm-hmm. that the people at least on who did the diversity campaign, when I hear them talk about it, they are very one of them being Bryce Isaiah, like he's very open about he's a queer black man and mm-hmm. he's very open about like no he wanted it to be everybody's like diverse diverse of sexuality and everything because the intersectionality exists Mm -hmm. we are not only just one thing so there should be multiple you can find like black people who are queer or like like noelle on this season she's like i'm trying to think of the correct terminology i think it's oh yeah like otherly able Yeah. yeah 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 Um, so, cause she has like a one prosthetic leg and mm-hmm. just different people because we're all like wonderful and we all want to play these games and show like, not like we can do what everybody else can do, but basically like everybody else can do what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. The other way. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And, um, a, a, a competition show that I feel like kind of champions, uh, diversity in like an interesting way. I think mainly with like how they navigate through the world is Amazing Race. Um, Amazing Race is a show that, um, for those that don't know, where you come with like a partner who is um, probably someone important in your life and you travel across the world to um, compete in different challenges. um, And there are many facets to the uh, competition about, uh, before COVID about like getting there and getting your airfare and getting the fastest flight, but then also who's competing in what challenges and all of this. But I, I, what I like about Amazing Race is that they really are going into these other cultures and kind of um, entrenching themselves as much as they can as like an like American TV show can. Um, But it's, it's really cool to like to see these other aspects of the world. Um, do you like Amazing Race? I do love Amazing Race. I'd say Amazing Race is more like a pleasure watch. Even yeah. though I, I like pleasure watch, all of them. But because there's less strategy in Amazing Race, mm-hmm. it feels more like an easygoing show for me to watch than like yeah. Survivor or Big Brother where I'm trying to understand like what's happening. Because Amazing Race, the mo- the number one rule is don't get last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there's there is other strategy that's done by the players, but it's not really necessarily shown, and it's not very heavily pre- prevalent in making sure that people don't. Except for a season thirty two, I believe, but otherwise, it's not very heavily shown that this is how these people were able to win the game. And it's literally amazing. Race is just you yourself and your ability to not get flustered or stressed out and do these competitions with your partner and just run basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get there fast. Yeah. But I love Amazing Race because it just it's it's just a fun yeah. show to watch the people travel and see these different countries and see them do mm-hmm. these comp like do these 
tasks and and how the people and their and the connection with their other person that they brought yeah. with them. That's always like fun because you like to like everybody likes to watch and be like, who would I run this with? Like who exactly who I think would be a good person for me to run the race with? Mm-hmm. Would it be my best friend? Would it be this other person? Do I want someone that I'll argue with a lot? Do I want someone I don't argue with mm-hmm. a lot? Like what do you want to bring to the race? And that that's always fun to think about and just see them do these amazing things. It's just yeah, amazing, like just crazy. Yeah, who would you want to run it with? I always ask my best friend if mm-hmm. like if we did amazing race, would you run it with me? But I, every day I'm like, maybe we wouldn't be good together because I think we'd argue <laughs> yeah. and we mm-hmm. both hate running. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hmm. I always say to Giovanni, like, oh, you and Melanie should do the Amazing Race together. That'd be amazing. You guys would be so good. And he's always just like, nah, we hate running. (laughs) We'd just be there like, why did we both choose to do it together? Like, one of us has to be the person that's, like, very into, like, supporting each other and running. But, I mean, it would be fun if me and Mm -hmm. and Giovanni did the (laughs) Amazing Race together. We'd bicker, probably, Mm because I'd be like. He'd see a different side of me, my very competitive side, where I'd be like, Giovanni, you, you need to go. Like, yeah. we need to run. I know we hate running, but we just have to do it. When we get to Phil, we can stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the other thing I what, what I think Amazing Race does really well is um, their editing is so strong in that um, – because often the, the show ends with, like, two teams kind of – so you think they're racing to the end – but the way they edit it, it, it seems like they're neck and neck. But often they're like hours away from each other. But the way they edit it, you're like, oh my God, they're right behind them. They're not going to make it. Cut to, it's like they actually get to fill. One of them is during the daytime and one of them is during the nighttime. And it's like, oh, like this editing just like totally tricked me. And I fall for it every time. I mm-hmm. fall for it every time. I'm like there grasping my fake pearl necklace. Like, <laughs> oh my God, are they going to make it in time? <laughs> they never do. The people always nope. get last. But it, it makes it so fun because the thing about you just grow so close to the teams. And it, it sucks so bad when your favorite team gets yeah, like out of the race because it's not like they could have talk their way out of it it's not like they could have i don't even know what like tricked someone else into doing anything it's really just sometimes they just couldn't get that task done and they just have to go but sometimes you drop a milk judge on a bridge or you forget your gnome somewhere yeah oh yeah that's always the bad one when you (laughs) forget Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you don't read your clue that's yeah always one thing read your clue yeah which of course like us watching at home, like with our popcorn, we're like, Eat, read the clue in the moment. I, I would, yeah, I would be a total mess. Um, do you have a, a pairing or like a couple pairs that you really liked on that show? Okay. First thought coming to mind was Team Fun. I, they were uh, from season 29. Was that the one with, because the season, the strange, the stranger season was yeah. one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. All the strangers were together and they mm-hmm. just were like, we want to run the race so bad that yeah. we don't care who you put me with yeah. because I just want to run this race. Mm-hmm. And so I really love that season just like because a lot of Amazing Race is the person that you pick yeah, agreed. to be with you because sometimes it's like based on your job or it's a family, like a, a husband, wife, like that's always fun. But these mm-hmm. strangers just 
being put together, never having met, having to now learn to work together and work yeah. together for the rest of the race was so fun. But Team Fun was one of my favorite teams on The Amazing Race to Watch. And I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, hmm. Because I, I like the for Amazing Race is harder for me to remember their names. Yeah, it, it is true that it's more focused on the challenges than the like connections and the people I find. Um, cause yeah, where, where I go mentally for like teams that I like, I, I go to Tyler and Corey. They were on like the, um, what is that? Like the influencer social media. Social media. Yeah. It's like Tyler yeah. Oakley and Corey cool. And beca- I just remember them cause they were just like fun to watch and they were like good at the challenges. Um, but it is kind of like a flash in the pan, like the the only team I can think of that I'm really liking on this current season that's airing, um, it's not even that I like them, but their story's awesome. Of like the two twin sisters who were separated at yeah. birth and only came into each other's life like what like a year ago because of a DNA like yes. a twenty three and Me test, and now they're running the race together. I'm like, what in the This Is Us? What in the Grey's Anatomy? It's like this is exactly what I want to see. with people competing across the world like that's pretty cool but um i couldn't tell you their names for the life of me yeah it it, does because i was like i can say the teams that i like because i remember like there was this team with this like like a older country gentleman and this and this woman and like i like them because they bicker but i remember like the team names Mm -hmm. and what like team basketball you know what i mean like what they call each other yep or like team brothers, but I couldn't tell you like what their individual names were. No, never. So I'm like, oh man, like, but there's always like a like a team. But yes, oh, I do remember for the current season. I remember their names right now. That's Team Emily and Molly. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Team Twins. Yeah, they're they. I I love their story. From the current season, I do. I love a lot of the people on this current season. Mm-hmm. Like I love Claire and Derek X. Oh I yeah, love, b- um, the Big Brothers. So so yeah, the crossover. Yeah. And I love Team Love and Light, which is the girl who's always like, I'm going to send you good vibes. Like, I die because everybody's like, that would be annoying. And I'm like, that would annoy me as well. But I love it just watching it on TV. Like, they're so funny. And like, they're just like, and just so positive. Mm -hmm. I love that they are so positive. But I know that I'm not that positive. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, please stop. Yeah, Giovanni and I were cracking up because uh, one instance, so so for those that don't know, on the current season, there's a team running the race where they're both motivational speakers, and um, they're all about like, yeah, like love and light, Um, but only sometimes. Um, Sometimes they get real nasty, Um, but uh, he's trying to fix like a, a motorcycle, and it's really challenging because you like putting together a motorcycle is hard, and um, you're not allowed to help your partner from the sidelines. But so she just sits down, starts meditating, and literally just says, I'm meditating for you, babe. I'm meditating for you. And he's like, Oh, thank you, babe. Which would that is the last thing I want. <laughs> Honestly, like sometimes even I think if I'm on the amazing race and I'm trying to do something and somebody's like, You got this, I'd be like, Be quiet, please. I need to focus. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause I think I think those are um some stressful situations. Um, but speaking of stress, stressful situations, there's a new show that I know you watched because we were watching it too on our end. And I know you and Giovanni were texting about it. Um, there's the yes. show on Netflix called The Mole, 
which I remember watching the original version of Celebrity Mole back in like 2004. And as like a young kid, I just remember it being a really confusing um, premise, but like ultimately like all about like deception and stuff. But um, do you want to briefly explain to the audience what what the mole is about? Yeah. So if I could even explain what the mole is about, (laughs) I've I've only seen... I've never seen the original. Mm-hmm. I maybe started the celebrity one that was on Netflix. Like I watched like five episodes, mm-hmm. or maybe three episodes. And then I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch this anymore. Celebrities doing things isn't always as fun yeah, as fun. watching regular people do things. Mm-hmm. But the mole is they get a group of people together. They have to do these adventures and try and gain money to put in their pot. And there's one person hired to be the mole or the person that is trying to sabotage the like the tasks and the adventures that they're doing to take money or not let them add money to the pot or take money out of the pot. And these people cannot be voted out. The only way for them to leave the game is if one if they take the test and they do the worst at the test and the test is basically you're answering a bunch of bunch of questions on who you think the mole is mm-hmm. basically. So it's definitely like a fun idea and I would love to do the mole like, but I don't know if I'd want to ever be the mole, but that it's like very strategic and you have to be so observant Mm -hmm. of people and what they're doing because people have different strategies and some people want to make you think they're the mole so that you get the wrong answers and you get end up leaving or some people want to like throw sus on other people and it, it was a heck of a time. That was so much fun watching the mole. And mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. And I kind of wish I had watched it from when it started. Because a lot of people who have seen the original mole, like on the podcast I listen to, they honestly love it. Like they're like, oh, the mole is so fun. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. But the people that they found for this Netflix version, top tier, top tier. Truly. They all were so fun. Mm-hmm playing like the best game like sometimes i would sit there and i'm like what is wrong with these people <laughs> but i knew it was to give me entertainment i'm mm-hmm. always here if you make me laugh you make me giggle mm-hmm. like i love it give yeah me more <laughs> yeah and, and, and speaking of editing with amazing race the cliffhanger endings on these the mole episodes oh my god giovanni and i were in bed watching and we were like shaking with excitement of like what was gonna happen it was absolutely amazing um and it, what's so great is that, yeah, like you said, there are different ways of playing the game where, um, like, for example, my favorite player was a one Miss Avery because she played, like, a hard game of um, putting the, the – casting the shadow of people thinking the mole on her so that people would vote for her. They would be wrong and then everyone would be eliminated so she would make it to the end. I I love that type of like kind of just like brash gameplay, but then you kind of ha- then you have in a similar vein you have Joy, who just I feel like through every different type of way of playing the game at the wall in a chaotic mess of like genius. Joy is my favorite player on the mole. She got on my nerves in the beginning. I like did not believe that she was a pilot. Mm-mm. I had to go to her social media because I like ma'am miss ma'am. There's absolutely no way that you're a pilot and you can't read these third grader maps. But I, the show would not exist without Joy. That is Mm-mm. like literally my personal opinion. Like yep. the show, 
Joy is sore. She needs a massage for carrying that show on her back. Okay. I don't even know if it was strategy for her, but by the end of the season, I was just like, Joy is too smart. So she's mm-hmm. either the mole or she's playing in 3005. And mm-hmm. I truly like just could not. I'm like, she was a menace. I was like tweeting out like, please, Joy may not be the mole, but you have to stop letting her read these maps. She cannot <laughs> read them. Yeah. She, she Maybe she can, but she is not reading them. She Maybe she can, but she's just not. She's not reading these maps. Yeah, but also she she learned halfway through um, who the mole was, and she 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 was right, like 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 she knew it. But then in the end, um, I feel like she doubted herself and switched her vote, um, which I th- I think she could have won the whole thing if she had just stuck with her um, initial reasoning. I agree. I mean, uh, and then there was just so many good other people on the show as well like i really loved will i know like he wasn't i'm happy he wasn't the mole like because if he was he would have been the worst mole ever but he was always just like very like trying to put money in the pot and it was just so funny Mm -hmm. and then like dom Mm -hmm. trying to like get back into the game and they were like absolutely not like Like, uh, no uh, uh. and greg is always a good one because he was just like i just love the first episode when osai is like it, Greg has to be the mole because where did he get this triangle in the woods? Like, why does he have extra props? <laughs> yeah, Gre- Greg has that face that just looks like um like comic book villain. It's like very sharp angles, and he has like a gray streak in his hair, and um he's just like always giving like spicy side eye. And I was like, ooh, I think it's too obvious if he were the mole. But then that's the whole thing of like, oh, is it so obvious that people think he's not the mole, but he is the mole? It's like, that's the whole psychological thrill of the game. It it really is because it's like Joy doubting herself later on. It's like, am I really, because I feel like you start to think, am I really that smart that I figured it out? You know, (laughs) right? am I really like, is it really this person? And as people continue to stay and other people go home, like that's my favorite when they're like shocked. Mm-hmm. that like oh my gosh this person is gone and i thought they were the mole and they're like oh my goodness like yeah, i you have to rethink everything have to reevaluate everything mm-hmm. and also like for avery it's like maybe she was throwing too much sus on herself yeah so she wasn't being observant enough to know who the other people were for the mole like it's just so many things happening at once yeah and it, it was top tier like i just like Praise be to Joy, because I'm kind of sad that she didn't, like, win. I mean, I'm not upset that who won won, but, like, Joy, I was like, yeah. you entertained me the whole way through. Stealing that money out the pot, I gasped. <sighs> uh-huh. Do you want to explain what happened? Yeah. So, it's like, uh, maybe about halfway through the episodes anyway, and then they, ha- oh, maybe, like, three, episode three, but they were able to go to this house, and the task was... Not to look at the dossiers. The dossier is basically like a bunch of information about everybody that you're playing with. So you have more information about them so you could do better on the tests, basically mm-hmm. for the mole or like look up the clues for the mole. So the idea was that no one was supposed to look at the dossiers, but you could. No one would know. Technically, no one would know if you looked at the dossiers because everybody was brought into a room one by one to see like who, who like see if you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. So. We don't really see who looks at them or anything. And then we get brought to every, all the contestants now have to meet with the host and talk about if they looked at the dossiers or they didn't look at the dossiers. 
as much as we know, only two people looked at the dossiers, mm-hmm. Avery and Greg. Yep. So then the people who didn't get to look at the dossiers, they were allowed the opportunity to take money out the pot to win themselves an exemption if they guessed correctly on who looked at the dossiers. So they get to get like bet money and whoever has the highest amount of money and is correct gets the exemption. Mm-hmm. So Joy bets 2500 out of 28 25000 Yes. Oh my gosh. It was 28,000. Yes. 25,000 out of $28,500 out of the pot, which -hmm. I thought was so weird because I was like, Joy, bet the whole pot. (laughs) Go big. 25,000 out of 28,000 is so, such a random molish number. At that time, I was like, you're the mole because why give them (laughs) 3,000? Take all the money. And she bets that Greg looked at the dossier and they all knew at that moment. That Greg looked at the dossier. Mm-hmm. It was like, of course he did. They were like flabbergasted. The people almost passed out. Like Dom, I think, would have fainted in that moment. Mm-hmm. He jumped out of his seat so quickly. <laughs> he was like almost jumping through a window. He was like, I'm surprised he didn't hit the ceiling. Um, yeah, that was wild. But, but then I also love um, J- Joy, yet again, just like the chaotic, amazing queen that she is. She was just like, I'm greedy. I need this. But then, like, in the next episode, she's like, let's get money in the pot. We need to get money in the pot. It's like, Joy, you took all the money out of the pot. Literally, as Joy was making it towards the end, she was like, oh, I'm still here. We got to put more money back in the pot so I can win it. (laughs) I've I've taken it all. I was literally screaming in my house like, Joy, you're helping the mole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm, like, down on my knees praising Joy and her um, chaotic, amazing um turn in the mole. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um okay, so speaking of um playing your own game, are you ready to play a game with me, Melanie? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Okay, okay cute. Let's go. Yeah. So this I'm game nervous, I, you'll you'll be amazing at this. So um this okay. game is called Best in Reality Show. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna um give you winners or contestants of these shows that we've talked about. And I want you to place them in another reality show. Can be one that we've talked about. Can be one that we haven't talked about. Um, and I want you to tell me how they would do and what you think like their strategy would be. So okay. coming off of just talking about the mole, what other reality competition show would you like to see Joy in? Okay. Solely because of her enable her inability to read maps. But also maybe redeem herself in reading maps. I would love to see her on The Amazing Race. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Would, would you pair her with another contestant from the mole or would you like let her pick her own person? I would want to pair her with another contestant on the mole. I would love to see her do it with Will. Solely because mm-hmm. for the most of the show, they were against each other. They like, yeah. thought it was each other. And so I would love to see them try to work together. I don't think they didn't like each other, but I would love to see them both try to work together. And they're both kind of like, Will is a little bit more stronger, but Joy is no slouch. Like she's Mm -hmm. very physical and stuff. And I love that when she was rescinding down the mountain, she was afraid of heights. And we're Mm -hmm. like, Joy, again, you're a pilot. But she's like, (laughs) it's not the same. So I would love to see her... (laughs) 
have to like do a height thing on the amazing race mm-hmm. with Will and him like getting frustrated, like, Joy, give me the map. And she's like, No, I'm really gonna read the map this time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That would be that would be amazing. Team Mole. Team Mole. Team Mole, yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm here for that. <laughs> All right. Um, next person. Where would you want to place Sandra? So Sandra, two-time winner of Survivor. Yes. Oh, gosh. So this is hard mm-hmm. because I think Sandra would be so good because I want Sandra to compete a little bit in competitions. Mm-hmm. She needs. She always sits out. She always sits out. I want to put her on the mole because one, I think she's very observant. I think she's really good at um, social and strategy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because on the mole, you have to do the competitions. There's no sitting out. Mm-hmm. I would want to see her on that. I would love to see like her actually competing. All right. Um, America's sweetheart herself, Taylor, most recent winner of Big Brother. Where are we putting her? I would love to see Taylor on Survivor. I don't think she'd do it, mm-hmm. but I would love to see her do Survivor. Yeah. Where like her social game can really be put on display besides like her like trying to defend it for Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And I just, just out there without her lace chips. What what is she gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, and then last one, we have a Melanie's choice. So pick anyone from any competition show and place them in some other some other show. Our, our little fantasy league here. Where are we going? Obviously, I know Sari would be good on the mole. Like, Sari mm-hmm. would be good on the mole. She did Snake in the Grass. Like, one of the best Survivor players to never win. So, I mm-hmm. know she would be so good on the mole. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, that's just like, that's just, we already know this. Like, that's Melanie, canon. you don't need to bring up what we already know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's what, what, what is it? What's already done doesn't need to be said. You know what like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, already yeah, understood yeah. doesn't need to be said. Okay. So, <laughs> I would love to see... Team Fun from Amazing Race. I think I would love to see them on Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be it. That's what I'm really thinking. Good. Or the Great yeah. British Baking Show. You know, I, just, <gasps> I love a baking competition too. So Ooh. I'm like, maybe let's combine not? them. Where on Survivor, instead of rice, they just get like one puff pastry, and um, the <laughs> challenges to get like more, like instead of like being a challenge where you have to like climb up a ladder to re- to make a puzzle, it's like you climb up a ladder to make uh, a layered croissant. Or maybe let, let's do okay. One a brilliant idea just popped in my head. I don't Here know. We go. I don't know. But I, I used to be obsessed with The Biggest Loser. I know that's a terrible show now, um, and I mm-hmm. probably would never watch it again. But at a time in our lives, it was it was what it was to huge. watch. Yeah, but everyone maybe, was watching it. Put. Put Julia Michaels on Survivor. Ooh. She want to make these people lose weight so badly. Go mm-hmm. on Survivor, miss. <laughs> yeah, she would be a savage. Both of those trainers would be a savage on that show. I think that's a really good – I think that's a good take. I like that. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And I forgot – oh, my gosh. Now I'm, like, thinking of all these shows I used to watch. I'm like, oh, what not to wear. <gasps> I loved anything. Oh, my God. Stacey London, <laughs> Stacey London on The Mole would um, be amazing. Oh, my God. I feel like she can read people like no other. Oh, that's such a good take. I love that. <laughs> All right, Melanie. So we are wrapping up, but um, I do have a weekly segment on my show where I ask the guests what they're obsessed with in a, in a segment called Guest Obsessed. So what have you been obsessed with recently? Hmm, what am I obsessed with? Besides reality competition shows, mm-hmm. because obviously, as we've discussed, I'm watching them all. Um, I guess right now I'm obsessed with anime. Maybe Ooh. cosplay and anime. Yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with right now. 
I, I love a good anime. I think animation is one of the best ways to tell a story besides like other ways, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just fun. Like you can do so much. You can imagine so many things. Are there any animes in particular that you're like obsessed with right now? Yes. So right now I've just watched like, okay, so I've watched Spy X Family. That one's really fun. It's about like this like little girl who is adopted by a spy and like she can read minds and like the family doesn't know like that she can do that and and it's just so cute and also something on netflix called romantic killer that one's really fun it's about a girl whose life turns into a rom-com and (sighs) she didn't like ask for it and she just wants to play her video games and eat her chocolate just like me so i'm (laughs) honestly obsessed with that one So, yeah. And of of course, my all-time favorite, which I watch over and over again. It's not even out anymore, but I just absolutely love it. But I love Fruits Basket. That one's so good. Mm. Oh, and just a shout out. I think everyone should watch the anime Given. It's just absolutely the cutest anime to me. It is about these four guys in a band and not to spoil it, but they all turn out to be queer. And it is just (gasps) the cutest little anime that I watched. And I I love it. Like the English dub just came out. So I I watched it in the subtitles and I'm watching the English dub and I still love it just as much as when I watched it in the subtitles. So I think everyone should watch that one too. That one's really good. Oh my god, I love that. All right. I'm I'm here for any sort of queer media. So I I will give that a watch as well. Yeah. So Melanie, I just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing your vast knowledge of um of every, everything reality competition. You are like the end all be all, I feel, of all of this. No. Um <laughs> As we're wrapping up, do you have anything you want to promote or get out there into the world? Uh, no, I'm just, um, I guess always, I always laugh and joke. And I tell people that if I could do anything in the world, I would love to be a positivity influencer. So I just want to send positivity and tell people like, believe in yourselves, follow your dreams, do whatever you want and have a good time. You know what? If you, this today, you don't want to clean your house. Like I don't want to clean my house. You know what? Let's play video games, people. Mm-hmm. It's Okay. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, rewatch Big Brother. It's always on. There's always something to watch there. D- do that instead of cleaning your damn house. Exactly. I mean, the the, the kitchen will get dirty again. It, that's all it ever does. <laughs> the kitchen is just there to get dirty. So uh, that's amazing. And I know you do have a, a Big Brother podcast. What is that called? It's called not um, not Comp Beast podcast. Not Comp Beast. All so right. it's just a little joke. Yeah, like me and Ryan, we don't think we're comp beasts. So I don't I don't think if I win any show, I'd be like winning the competitions. I'd give it my all, but I don't think I'd be winning them. <laughs> I've listened to a couple episodes and it is it is really fun. It's really low key and you guys are just having a good time chatting about, about the show. And I think it's a really nice, easy listen. I like it a lot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate that. And so for anyone listening to this podcast, um, just make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments of anything you see what you're obsessed with. Um, And who knows? Maybe we'll make an episode about it. All right. Thanks, Melanie. Bye. Bye.